Hi, my name is Ingrid Rogers, and I play Latanya Edgar on Amazon's Bosch. And I'm so happy to be on the Everybody Counts podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Everybody Counts podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 3. Yeah. And I have the whole gang here. Jay's here. Hey, what's up? And Officer Pete is here. Hello. Hello. He's back. So you get three of us tonight. Even more opinions. How about that? Suckers. That's always good, right? Suckers. All right. Before we get started, we want to give a special shout out to Derek Cormier. He solved the scramble today for who is going to be in our debrief interview. So maybe we'll do this each week. I will try it out. Um, He responded super quickly, super quickly. And I do want to, I have to say, Sharon, you have a little competition. He was really fast. He solved it. And our debrief this evening is from Ingrid Rogers, who plays LaTanya Edgar. He told me how he started with Bosch, and he did the reverse of you, Jay. Um, He did not discover, yeah, the reverse. He didn't discover Bosch until the Amazon series. And since then, uh, due to the fact that his job involves being in a car a lot, he has listened to every single book via audio, including the Lincoln Lawyer novels. He said he just finished The Gods of Guilt. So, you know, everybody finds their way to Bosch yep. differently. That's you right. know, so mm-hmm. pretty cool. Glad you're uh, one of us now, Derek. One of the Bosch fan family. And um, thanks for listening to the podcast and playing along with my game tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, did you do anything fun this week, Jay? No, I never get to do anything fun. I'm always busy, busy working, TV stuff. You know, I don't have time. Not, not for any. Stuff. No, no fun phone calls or anything. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to do that? You can give a teaser. Give a teaser. Oh. Well, my teaser is then. <clears throat> I got to speak to uh, someone amazing this week who uh, admitted <clears throat> privately that I was his favorite, <laughs> and uh, Tracy was caught crying <laughs> towards the end of the phone call. But I consoled her, and Titus Welliver is the man. I'm just going to say that. Agreed. He's the man. And and Jay, you went off the rails there really fast. But we'll we'll let we'll let the listeners decide. That'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you can look forward good stuff, to that. Man. Good stuff. Yeah. Good. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. So much insight and, and some good laughs too. So look forward to that. But tonight we need to go over episode three. Let's do it. The last script is the title. The last script as in prescription. So, let's see what we can run through here. Stuff with Harry and Jay Edgar. Uh, they, Edgar, we see him watching the Garcia pain clinic. Uh, Garcia pulls up, opens the gate, and then the van follows, but the van is empty this time. So he's, you know, he's keeping an eye on the clinic. And then um, they, they meet with Nick and Nellie of, of the medical board. Do you know much about that, Jay, at all? I don't really know who that was. I'm, I'm not um, sure, like, what their 
their thing, their title. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. So we need some experts to uh, weigh in on that for us. But yeah, they say they're meeting with the, you know, the folks from the med board. And I remember in the book, um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know about the book, um, Jay Edgar was working at the med board, I believe. And he and, you know, Harry were, had not been partners for a very long time, but they sort of reconnected that way. So, you know, there's obviously a mention of it in the book as well, but they hook him up with uh, Charlie Hovan from the DEA. They have a contact Mm -hmm. because they don't have a lot of information for them, um, but thought maybe this guy Charlie could help. And you start to get the idea even before they talk to Charlie that, Oh, we, we don't go after the the doctor and trying to shut them down. You have to go much bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, wow. <laughs> um, so they meet with Charlie Hoven. Uh, Pete, what did you think of Charlie? I, I like him. I like him. He's got style. He's got style. <laughs> he does have style. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, he, he's very charismatic. Um, the way he just, I mean, there's some swagger there. We like mm-hmm. to talk about swagger yeah. on the podcast. Um, but yeah, again, he sort of reiterates the same thing. Well, that's just a, you know, he says a blip on the radar. Um, it's, he said, it's, you know, interesting, sounds like something kind of different, but to get back to him if, uh, something bigger develops. Um, so they're kind of, you know, hitting a wall here. Edgar does talk to someone, uh, that works at the airport named Laura Connor, and they talk about the plane that's going in and out. He tries to get some information from her. She doesn't have a lot of information because they don't have to. Why does nobody the, have any information? No, well, nobody has any darn information. I know, nobody. I know. Well, what? that's the thing. This group, this group has found a way to stay under the radar yeah. with all these different organizations. They, they don't have to file a flight plan because the way they're flying and um, yeah, they know they're not going to go after the doctors. So yeah, they're, they're obviously being quite creative with this. So she does give um, J. Edgar some information about the Twin Otter, who owns it. And it's like, I forget the name of the corporation, but it's uh, just a P.O. box. There's an email for invoicing, you know, again, very much under the radar. Yep. So, so not a lot there. So at this point in that storyline, they're kind of going with the approach of let's go on in the inside with Harry, since he's a vet, he can get into the VA, try to get a prescription, try to kind of make inroads that way. So that's kind of where they leave that aspect for that storyline. Um, but then, of course, we've still got Harry working, looking into the Borders case and trying to make sure he's, you know, crossed all his T's and dotted all his I's there. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about that, Jay? He no, meets that, up with his his old partner. Yeah, do you remember that? He, he's got to try to find out what the heck is going on, and his old partner already on top of it. Yes, already on top of it. Mm-hmm. He's got everything out. He's already been through it, kind of like Harry trying to go mm-hmm. through his own recollection. You saw him. In, I think it was the beginning of the episode. He went into the basement and yes. got his old notebook and stuff, whatever. So, uh-huh. I mean, and both of them kind of the same confident they got the right guy yeah. confident they yeah. did the right thing but it's such a big deal they're both 
like racking their own brains and going back into the past through all their stuff to make sure that, yes, indeed, they did do it the right Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we also, on the Honey Chandler side of things, she takes Bosch for a meeting with the assistant district attorney, uh, Kennedy, I think is his last name. And that's, that's always fun seeing Bosch in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those always go well. So, um, yeah, they inquire what's, what's the, uh, yeah, what's the DA's office going to do? Are you, are you going to file? Are you moving forward? And they learn they are moving forward based on this DNA evidence, touch, uh, skin cells that were on this handkerchief. And, you know, Harry just starts to scoff at this whole thing right away. Like you're going to let this psychopath, you know, so what go and, and honey Chandler, she has to talk him down and send him out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. um, He listened too, which I was impressed. I was impressed. He did. Like just got right up and left. No more, no more comments, no snarkiness. No, no, not even a a nasty look. He, He did what he was told. Yeah, right move. I, I like I like this this working partnership here. I really do. Um, so of course, Honey senses that there's history with Christina Henry, and they talk a little bit about that. And she's like, okay, I kind of tuck that information away. That you know that might be useful. Of course, Harry's already met Bonner, the investigator, and um, Chandler gives Bonner the call logs that Harry has acquired from Borders in prison. Well. Borders, uh, he doesn't just have a lady friend. What does he have, Pete? A wife. He has a wife. He has a wife. Rita Tedesco slash Borders, I suppose. So he talks about how they've been on the phone um, talking sort of cryptically, but nothing like super, Mm -hmm. you know, high level stuff. Just they've obviously been leaving out names and things like that. So Hector is going to get to know more about Rita and see what he can find out there. So um, after they leave that meeting, oh, well, I do want to point out that once again, Honey Chandler tells someone to quiet down. When Hector is going on and on about his theory about the fetish and the 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 psychological mm. reasoning behind, you know, an inmate and a, a citizen that wants to be married to this, this convict. Um, he goes on and on. He starts, Harry says something back to him back and forth. And she's like, Hector, it's all she has to say, you know, mm-hmm. and he quiets down. So I, I'm boss really lady. enjoying, I'm really, yeah, boss lady. I'm really enjoying watching her tell these strong guys uh, what to do. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But the, um, Hector and uh, Harry Bosch, that's the guy. That's the guy, yeah. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Only the main character. It's fine. No big deal. There's too many H's, Hector yeah. and Harry. Yeah. Um, they have a little confrontation in the um, lobby. And who wants to talk about that? Oh, yeah. That was, that was ugly, but yet interesting. Because uh-huh. uh, Harry kind of in no uncertain terms, pretty much told him, I I know how you've worked against me in the past. I need you to work that hard or more for me now. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was a nice moment because, you know, Harry knows he needs him. Yeah. Needs that help. Uh, needs the, 
the kind of investigative work that only someone like Hector can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the same time, same Harry Bosch saying you you need to do it like the same yeah. thing. I I'm gonna ignore anything you've done in the past. Right now, that's what I need. You better right. do the same. Yeah, well, I'm kind of putting him on notice a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Pete? Um, I personally felt like. That was awesome because the way he said it when he was like, yeah, is that a problem? And he goes, well, if I knew back then, that would have been a big problem. Oh, but yeah. now since For he's you. passed that, yeah, he's like, now since it's past that point, I need you to do some stuff like this to get my back. Yeah. And now yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't Hector feel like he owes Harry somewhat? So he'll work even harder and try his hardest, not just because he's employed. I don't but know. I don't I know. know. I feel like I he, think... he feels like he owes him. I think Hector has – this code it's all he said it's about honey and doing what makes her happy and you know he said he he said right up you know you don't like me do you to harry so he (laughs) like sensed something but it it wasn't going to change anything he works for honey chandler um so i i don't know that's a good that's a good question pete but um you would think i i agree with you you would think that he'd feel compelled you know but he also sees that as his job and he's just doing his job. Um, let's talk a little bit about the new detective at Hollywood Division, mm. Christina Vega. Mm. I don't like her. Now, I want to point something out here. Okay, go ahead. I know this is kind of nerdy, but mm. we now have two Christinas in the season. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, two Christinas? But because in a book, you never really see the same names. Right. But in life, you're going to see two Christinas. True story. So kudos to the writing team for being willing to have two people with the same first name, because that's life. This show is so real. True story. Yes. Did so, that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Christina Vega. Let's talk like about her. her. Come on. I don't you like don't her. like her? I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like her at She's all. She's got connections. I don't care what she has. You see how <laughs> she, she did my boy, my oh, boy Pierce? What no she did way. Up- she hooked no. him up. She, she no. went and got him a warrant. No. She passed no. through with the judge. She no. Got the judge. man is in homicide. You got to listen to this dude. He laid it all out there, and she <laughs> flipped the script and was like, all right, well, you let me know when it's done, and I'll go get it. Like, no. No. Who Who are you? You got to earn your place in Hollywood. Okay? You got to earn your place in uh, my heart. Uh, I think she just did with that no. move. No. No. <laughs> I'm mad at her. I'm mad at her right now. Oh, oh goodness. Oh goodness. But yes, Christina Vega is on the scene now. She makes quite an impression when she walks in. She catches uh, Officer Power's eye and he has some snarky things to say. That whole interaction with Mank was priceless. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like Mank can stay on top of him. You know, he says these snarky things and insensitive things and uh Mankiewicz, he's not going to put up with it. And it's just that that was definitely some uh, sideline humor there with the two of them. Now, Christina does ask Billets about the rumor about Hollywood division, but she almost doesn't even get it out of her full sentence out of her mouth. I don't think she did. I think she got about three words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she shut that down. I I think she's a little tired of being asked about that. She's like, we're here now. That's why we need you. But, you know, Christina and Pierce, they're, they're working well together. You know, there's a couple of moments, you know, kind of catch us off guard. 
but they work together to figure out that maybe they can find Jose Jr. Uh, paying respects at his father's funeral, that that would be a good way to get a line on him. Um, now, okay, Jay. Yes. Christina likes Bosch. So that's a point no. for Christina. No. No, yes, she it is. Nothing. She gets nothing. She gets <laughs> nothing from me. I'm just trying to be difficult. I'm going to give her two more episodes, and then that's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. She's she's got two episodes to change my mind. Okay. Well. I'm a tough cookie, Tracy. I'm sorry. I'm a tough cookie. You're stubborn. You're stubborn. Hey. hey. So speaking of Jose Jr., he meets with a professor, which I found this a little confusing, honestly, and it may just be me. I thought he was going to his cousin Rosie's house. Did he make it there? But but he's meeting with this professor. Did did I miss something? Uh, no, because I kind of felt the same way. And I was like, how did we get here? So yeah. I don't know if that was in between, before or after. I, I don't okay. know. Another another step in the direction of poor Junior. Yeah. But the professor seems like a nice guy. <laughs> right. Yep. He's supportive, helpful. Um, says he's not judging him. You know, obviously, big mistakes were made, but let's help bury your father. Um, helps him make arrangements. Comes out to get him for something that the funeral home needs a decision on. He's gone. He's made a run for it. He's out yeah, of there. Guy. Running outside, and a van pulls up behind him. It's the driver in the van from the clinic. Yep. And no Jose good. pulls out a gun and starts firing shots. I, I'm not sure how well or what chance he has like did it seem to you almost like he was firing a cap gun at that man <laughs> like like i don't know it just i was like maybe you should just keep running instead right but right i, I don't i don't honestly know much about firearms um i know so, that if you're gonna stop it, it, and it turn and shoot you need to aim a little bit better brother come on man oh uh, okay yeah good point good point man so from this episode, he's on the run again, you know, so we, we don't get to see Jose for very long. Um, we need to talk about Crate and Barrel. What's up with their guys? I love those guys, but I feel bad for him. I feel I, bad I for him. I, I do too. I do too. But I, I do kind of like how they're talking about one another when they're not yes. around one another. Yes. They're like well, diehard the partners, but... But like, you know, they're like, hey, well, you know what he did, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's so funny is I feel bad for them, but they don't they don't act like they feel so bad about themselves. I mean, yeah, when they get later in the episode, when they get, you know, moved, yeah, they're upset. But it's just so funny how they're so focused on kind of messing with the other guy that you know, they don't, you know, they don't seem too worried about it. So you've got Billets having breakfast with Beryl and she thinks she's making all this progress. And yeah, you know, your time comes. It happens to all of us. Da, da, da. And and then he comes out with that. But he will not go quietly. He right. will not go quietly. Right. <laughs> yeah, it just cracked me up. I loved it. And then we flip over. Crate's talking to Pierce about how either Beryl's not a very good listener and not wearing his hearing aids. Um, or he just, they're not working. Maybe he's tuning him out all the time. That whole time, Pierce is kind of tuning him out. Don't you think? <laughs> yep. It's, exactly. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, he's, he seems like he's trying to be polite, but 
he's looking at this video footage, you know, he's trying to, to solve a crime. And um, he does see that the van driver that they've identified is in that video footage with a gun. So he is making progress on the case for sure. Um, but yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Captain Cooper. He tells billets that they need to go either to juvie or caps. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to caps, but not only that, he wants her to tell them. No, it wasn't once. It was, you're gonna, or, you're gonna. Yeah, true. With, it was a, with that, order. with that yeah. BS, well, since you've got such a relationship with them, maybe you should tell them because I'm a jerk and I'm not gonna. <laughs> what do you think about that, Pete? What kind of leadership is that? Is that good delegation or just being a jerk? I think it's good delegation, personally. I mean, <laughs> no one wants to break the bad news, so might as well just push it down the line to the person who has to do it. I, I guess you could look at it that way. No, I'm, 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 you listen, you know I'm mad at billets from the week before anyway, but no, that's that was still wrong. You're going to do this to these guys, man? Then you get up behind your desk, Captain, and you go ahead and deliver the yeah. news. Yeah, he, Captain Cooper has not impressed me so far this season. He Because um, there's one thing about delegating, um, but then there's shirking responsibility. Thank and you. I, I, Thank yeah, you. I have to think I could it's kiss more you right in now, that Tracy, like that. <laughs> um, okay. We need to talk about J. Edgar and what he's got going on helping out these detectives from South Bureau, I think, Arius and Marcos. Now, Pete has, has said from day one, he does not like them. He does not trust them. Jay, you have not weighed in on that. I don't, I don't, um, I don't think I know enough to have an opinion either way. I mean, to me, I think they're doing their job. They got to do what they got to do. They're, you know, they've got to kind of, I don't want to say deal with the scum of the earth because that's probably a little brutal, but I mean, they've got to do all this to get their job done. So, uh, are they maybe using Jay Egger a little bit? Sure. Sure. But I think, uh. I think any detective in any kind of situation has to use the resources available to him. So I'm going to stay neutral. I'm Switzerland on this. All one. right. Pete, you're in the same corner still. Well, yeah, look at them. First of all, they got the white, sh- the white shirts and the ties <laughs> and they're all neat and they're crisp and clean cut, which means obviously they got something going on. Also from watching Bosch in all these seasons, you know there's going to be a couple of bad guys you have to sniff out. So, you know, I, I've developed a Bosch kind of radar for bad guys from last okay. season to this season and the season okay. before. So they're on my radar right now, along with that other guy um, that Madison's talking about. Oh, yeah. Tom? I don't yeah. like him. I, I, I do love the way Pete looks at the structure of the show. You have this sort of spatial analysis of the show you've got you you identify certain characters that are going to have to fit in certain places so i i I applaud that i think that's interesting theory um so yeah they they meet with him and say that uh gary met with them agreed to bring bo jonas to meet with them at a second meeting but never showed up so jerry the good guy is says i'll try to call him again uh reaches out no response and then he gets a call 
about Gary's murder. That was heartbreaking. That scene was heartbreaking. It was. Yeah. I, oh, that was gut wrenching. Um, but very, very well acted, Mr. Hector. Um, but yeah, that was so sad. And, you know, you could just feel the weight of the world on his shoulders, you know, when he gets that news and feeling that responsibility. Well, you know what? I kind of, I mean, obviously we didn't know that was coming, but right. uh, remember when they met at that like little restaurant joint was yeah. that episode yeah. one or whatever? I mean, you could tell, or at least I felt like I could tell then that he felt not bad for getting him involved, but worried about getting Ambil- him involved. Ambivalent, I think. And, right. And I now, think, all of a yeah. sudden, here we are, right? And, and his worst fear, yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, when you try to make a call on something, and then you then you feel like you clearly made the wrong one. Not, I'm not saying that he did, but, but right. that's how he's right. seeing it. Right. But what I really want to talk about is how Latanya meets up with him at uh, some soul food restaurant. I cannot remember the name. It begins with a D, I think. Um, and they don't even need a lot of words. They share a Coke. She, she says, you, you haven't been sleeping, have you? And he's like, up all night. They know each other so well. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a bond there. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's sad what they were meeting about, but it's just, it's very impressive. This, um, support network that they have between the two of them, you know? So, you know, I'm always pulling for Latanya and J Edgar to get back completely, but I don't know. Any thoughts on that guys? Uh, P, you got anything? Because I have a, a little off the wall thought about it, so I'm uh, gonna save okay, mine okay. in case you have one. What you um, have? just they have a relationship, they have a past, they have a history, and obviously the the bond that they had was more important than you know just regular you know stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> I didn't want to say a curse yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you can see the depth of their relationship. You know what? It was cute. It was cute how they have this whole, uh, uh, what do you say? Do you want the bottle or the glass? You know, that was Uh cute. But listen, Uh listen, Jay Edgar, Jay Edgar, listen, everybody else tune out for a second. Jay Edgar, listen, (laughs) you got to stop being the nice guy here. Okay. You can go ahead and ask glass or bottle. And then when she chooses one, you say, well, I'll give it to you when you get rid of that other guy. Okay. And then don't give her. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Oh. I'll give you this bottle if you drop Benny. Right, please, yeah. man. A bottle for Benny? That's a good deal. <laughs> That's a good deal. Uh, Sorry, let's say a bottle Sorry. and a J. Edgar. Right, <laughs> right. come on, man. Uh. Well, I, I just I, I love that they've developed or given us more insight into their relationship. Obviously, yeah. we're, you know, it's in more hindsight, but um, there's, there's something special there. So, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in their interview with Ingrid, who plays LaTanya. Um, a couple other things we want to talk about. Harry and Maddie have a lot of um, talk time in this episode, like late at night. They're talking about the case, and she's even looking at some of the case files. Uh, Tom comes up. We, we find out that they went to see the Grunion run that night. That's why she was out all night. Does that make you feel better, Jay? 
I'm really mad at Maddie in this episode. I'm really <gasps> mad. I'm very upset with Maddie. You know I love Maddie, man, but I'm not okay with what she did this episode or what she said in this I, episode. I'm not I think okay I'm with in it. agreement with Jay here. And the same exact I am not Jay, okay. Say so, Jay. So uh, I agree with, with Pete from, I don't know, 10 minutes earlier when, she, when he mentioned something about Tom because I don't really like that dude either. But <laughs> when, when Bosch is talking to her about him and he's like, uh, don't you have a boyfriend at college? And she's like, well, yeah, but it's just a boyfriend, not a husband. Maddie! Mm-hmm. No! A boyfriend is a boyfriend. You don't go out with other dudes. What are you... Somebody give me her number. I need to talk to her. If Bosch is not going to squash this, I need to... No, no, this is unacceptable. Come on, man. Okay. Not a husband. Get out of here. I, I know. I know you can look at it that way. We don't know if it's an exclusive boyfriend no if you are a boyfriend girlfriend that is exclusive okay you don't call someone your boyfriend or girlfriend if you're gonna go have other boyfriends and girlfriends. okay can i can well, i submit a question can oh, i submit yeah, a question ahead. for next time you talk to um maddie maddie yeah Madison. yeah next time <laughs> talk you to talk maddie to about her, maddie yeah, yeah next time you talk to her i would like to know if her so-called boyfriend knew that she was out with tom all night doing the grunion run that's all I want to know. See, think about it, huh? Yeah, let's find out. Okay, well, as the lone female in this <laughs> podcast group, one thing that kind of struck me was I did have those thoughts. Well, yeah, but if he's a boyfriend, you've kind of, you know, made a bit of a promise to each other. But yet she's young. She can't, like, so so many times I feel like girls just, they get into this relationship and they think, that's it, there's nothing else. Maddie is empowered. I know. Okay, we're on Skype, and Jay is giving me the dirtiest look right now. You see the look <laughs> that I'm giving her? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's young. Okay, you're young, Maddie. Go ahead and have 12 boyfriends at once, because that's the thing to do. Are you kidding me, Tracy? As break up with when your boyfriend. you settle on the right one, if that's what helps her settle on the right one. We don't know what arrangement she's made with her boyfriend. Don't get Oh, my we're going to assume it's a another generic podcast. one. This is a like, whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I agree. Let's I'm move not, on. Oh, I am turning right. around because I can't even look Tracy in the face. Just answer my question, <laughs> please, when you talk to her next time. <laughs> yes, I will ask the question if we get to talk to Maddie about Maddie. And um, All right. Just, just let that marinate, Jay. Just let it marinate. Moving on. Somebody out there, after you listen to this, please tweet out and let Tracy know that she's dead wrong about this. Thank you. All right, go ahead. ahead. Jay, you're trying to set all these limits on Maddie. This is her life. She's trying to figure out who she is. Don't have a boyfriend if you're going to be seeing other people. Hey, it sounds like maybe when she goes, you know, back to school, she won't. Okay? Okay? Okay. And then see? You break the poor boy's heart. Okay? Why would you? Mm, I got to go. Now, let me make sure this, Jay. Let me make sure this, Jay. Do you think that some of the reason why you feel this way is because you actually had a conversation with her dad a couple days ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, no, because because uh, I would have given him a hard time, too, if I had thought about it. Like, why didn't you put her in her place, man? That's not right. But <laughs> OK, last thing I'm going to say is maybe this experience will show Maddie that maybe I don't want to be in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship so easily next time maybe i want to keep my options open and i'm going to be more 
selective or open to what out, what's out there. Well, Maybe you she'll. You know what? That's fine because, hey, Pete, man, I'm going to keep my options open for next week on who might <laughs> co-host this podcast with us. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to keep my options open because mm-hmm. that's apparently okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, find, find someone to edit it for you too. How about that? <laughs> I'm switching. I had, I had no idea that this particular topic was going to be the hot topic tonight. Uh, we've got Mersgate. Now we've got right. Maddie Gate. Right. Oh my gosh. Writers, man. It gets me fired up, man. And it's always it's always these little nuances too. I know. I know. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, speaking of something that rubbed me the wrong way, the chief is playing the piano beautifully. He's relaxing, he's thinking, he's into his music. And June interrupts him to talk about the video of the shooting. And and I I like June. I have liked her from day 1. Mm-hmm. I think she's good for him. I think she's smart and capable. I like their relationship. But why does she have to interrupt him while he's playing the piano? And to kind of give him a hard time, too. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, kind of pushing like, uh, him a little bit. Like, I agree. If you got questions or concerns or something, like, I mean, I Put think. Put in it. Yeah, we know. We know the chief, man. And he's kind of in his groove, man. He's in his zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially because she came off sounding very concerned about him and his image and rah, rah, rah. Future, well, yeah. then, don't you think, like, because he's a man in such a position and power and he's obviously intelligent, whatever, don't you think you would, I don't write your questions down or something and, and come back later? When, you know, I don't know. I agree yeah. with you. Um. I did want to back up to one more thing about Maddie and Harry talking this as a, as a mother, this kind of stuck out yeah. to me. It's not about boyfriends, okay. but when he's talking about all the stuff that borders did and how he came back to her apartment and had made these threats and things, she's like, how do you know all this? Yeah. He said, she told her friends. And I just think that was a good lesson and a good reminder that, you know, Safety first. Let people know what's going on. You yeah. know, don't hold this stuff in. And, you know, this ended very badly for her, but at least she had told her friends enough to give the police information. Yeah. You know? Agreed. So I, that Agreed. that really stuck out to me as well. And can I ask another question? I'm sorry. I'm, we shouldn't keep talking about the Maddie Bosch conversation because it was only <laughs> such a small part. But uh, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up about it. Uh, with that whole conversation, you know, he gave kind of some gruesome, specific items about all that. Yeah, which, details, yeah. Which uh, three seasons ago he would not have done. Um, right. So obviously Maddie is growing up. Maddie's in a position now where she's considering maybe law enforcement of some type in the future. Mm-hmm. Is this is this him also kind of preparing her if mm-hmm. she decides to go that route? I didn't think about that. Very interesting. Like kind of testing the waters. Right. Like what? Right. Like, yeah. can you handle? I don't know. This? What do you think? Because this is what you would. This is what you would fall into. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, Pete? I think. I think he's talking to her like an adult, and he's keeping it real, and he understands, and for some reason. Harry Bosch is just such a great understanding of what he should and shouldn't tell, you know, an adult and about his life and he's keeping it real. 
and she's learning about the real him and yeah, what he really yeah. stands for and how he stands for it. Good. I like it. Uh, we don't see much of Robertson this episode. He is meeting with uh, an officer, Webster, looking at the car that was abandoned, um, trying to figure out the fingerprints and see what information they can get there. So hoping we'll circle back to that uh, next episode. We do have a little confrontation between Harry and Cronin, Borders' attorney at the courthouse. That, that's interesting. Um, any thoughts on that, guys? Classic Bosch. <laughs> Classic Bosch. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. He kind of gives them a heads up, so to speak, you know, and says you, you may not know what you're getting into, but you're being scammed and I'm going to hold you accountable too. Um, and then we find out later that he did report it to the judge and, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that is Pete's right. Classic Harry kind of mm-hmm. stirring stuff up, pushing the limits. Coloring outside those lines, Jay. That's why I like him. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, if we missed something, let us know. But we're going to move on into our interrogation. So I'm going to start out. Speaking of that last little scene we talked about, <laughs> my question for you, did Bosch confront Cronin, the attorney, from an emotional standpoint, or was he using it as a strategic move? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, huh. You know, and I took it as emotional from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably right into this moment, I kept it as emotional. However, that's a good thought. That could very well be strategic and in playing into how this case rolls down in the future. Yeah. Hmm. I-, I didn't think about it until I was sort of reviewing for tonight's podcast. Myself. What about you, Pete? Do you think it could go either way? Sometimes you got to catch somebody with a surprise question to see their initial facial reaction to determine Ooh. if they're surprised about what you said and if they know what you're yeah. talking about. I think it was strategic, and I think Harry got his answer instantly. Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I like the idea that there is some strategy to it, maybe sort of a duality. Like, yeah, he is revved up about it, but sometimes you have to press a few buttons, and that will trigger – a response right and they might right. you know so they can watch how he does respond to it all right what, what question do you guys have for me you got something beat you got something beat um i i guess very similar to, i'm just going to ask a simple question based on harry x and telling the lawyer confrontation do you guys think that he the lawyer is indeed in on it um, uh, he seems very suspect to me I would say yes. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. Uh, I'm going to go more on the side that uh, this is the kind of case that puts you in the news, puts you in the spotlight, and kind of either catapults you to a whole other level of fame, or it doesn't. You know what I mean? It's like a gamble kind of case. Hmm. Okay. Um, Personally... I'm yeah. going to say no. I don't think so because the way I don't think he would have went and told the judge that he's being intimidated by Harry. And I feel like that's a different element of the, it's not just a criminal element. Now you get into more jurisdiction and more, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it would just go too deep if the lawyer was involved in it. So I'm going to say no also. Oh, okay. 
That's interesting. Mm. Uh, what's your question, Jay? Uh, my question is, I'm on the, the Honey Chandler Hector train for my question, I guess. And, uh, you know, they, they have been on the opposite side of Bosch. Here they are now on the same side of Bosch. And everyone under the sun in the show, everyone watching the show knows that's weird. And, yeah. and, I, and I wonder, as this goes on, because we see them kind of working, like Bosch is obviously listening to Chandler, uh, Hector and Bosch kind of like have an understanding. But how is this going to affect their future? Not necessarily just this case, but when this case is over, because they're going to be on the other side again. And so what they do now, will that affect their relationship in the future? Where is that going to lead us? Win or lose, where is that going to lead us? All right, help me understand whose relationship, the the working relationship. Chandler and Hector oh, and oh, Bosch. Okay. Because uh, they're on right now all, they're on the same side. They've oh, been okay. on opposite yeah. sides. Right, they're right, going right. to be on opposite sides again, right? Mm-hmm. I mean at yeah, some yeah. point. Heck, yeah. it could be 3 episodes from now, they're on opposite sides again. Right. So what what does that do? Because you know sometimes when you partner up with your, I don't want to say enemy, because that's not probably not the right term. But you know how you partner with someone maybe you didn't like or you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't appreciate or respect or whatever. But then you work with them and you realize, hey, they're not so bad. Like yeah. what does this? How will this move things going forward with their current case? Yeah. And then in the future from there on forward, how's that, how's that going to affect things? What will that do? That's a good question. I mean, yeah, because you're right that she is, a, if he's, if she's defending someone in the future and he's trying to, you know, convict someone, they could easily be on opposite sides it, again. But at it, this it, point, they know each other so much better now. Right. And it, he's listening to her. Like he's yeah, yeah. actually listening to her. And right, we know right. Bosch, he doesn't listen to anybody, right? Bosch <laughs> yeah. is Bosch. But yeah. he's actually listening. So even even three episodes from now, how is this relationship going to evolve? Like mm-hmm. where what where is this gonna take us? I'm hoping it takes us somewhere really cool because she's been confirmed for season six. <laughs> So, I mean, I just, I like their dynamic. I like mm-hmm. the way, you, like you said, like he mm-hmm. listens to her and they have this. It's this almost routine, like a, a mutual a respect, but dislike at the same time where they kind of yeah. know like each other's moves. Yeah. It's kind of like, like playing this dance chess that yeah. they do. Yeah. Or a chess game. And they, they're coming to respect each other more and they have. You know, they kind of know what to expect and when they're going to respond one way and when they're just going to, you know, draw the line. But I, I hope it evolves into a continued partnership with with some antagonism in there as well. I don't want it to be keep, like keep that fresh. Right. What? Keep it fresh between. Yeah, the two keep of it fresh. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want it to be like, you know, super sweet. And, you know, uh, just like with Jay Edgar and Harry, you know, they've had some falling out and um, gotten back, you know, to working together well and stuff. So, yeah, I, I I don't want it to be super easy, but I hope they continue ha- having interaction. So that's that's sort of my long-winded answer. Did you have an answer, Pete? Um, I just think that bringing certain people forward in the show and going to give them more screen time, and I think um, Chandler has made the cut 
because she's great and her and Harry are probably going to be a super team for seasons going forward. From what I see, this is just the beginning of the super team. Okay. I hope so, too. The beginnings of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, persons of interest. Keep it brief. We got to motor through and get to our interview, but um, start us off, Jay. Who's your person of interest for this episode? Uh, you know, I I had a different answer at the start of this podcast, but okay. I'm uh, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it, and it's because of you guys. Um, I'm going to go with the two detectives from the South Bureau. Okay. Because, <laughs> because really, I um, it's been bugging me since we talked about it 20 minutes ago or whatever. And I'm like, what did I miss about these guys? Um, so I'm going to throw it out to them because now I really wonder, are they on the up and up? Are they uh, are they someone I can trust? Are they someone that's going to do something down the line that is going to say, oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> so uh, I wonder how, how uh, intertwined they're going to be. Okay, okay. Definitely need to keep an eye on them, I think. I think that's a good call. Um, I, yeah, I've already talked about her a lot this episode, um, but Honey Chandler was was the person that I wrote down just because I'm just really enjoying this dynamic of her bossing these guys around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but but she doesn't do it all the time. She 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 does it at the right times. Yeah. And um and they do they fall in line at the right times, but they have say their piece as well. And you know like everyone's pushing each other's boundaries a little bit, but they mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. they're working well together. And um I I wrote about this a little bit last week that I just think it's really cool how she is. I don't know if I brought this up before, but that she's uh, pristine in the way she dresses and she can go with the clickety clack of her high heels, mm-hmm. but it's not like stomp, 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 stomp. You know, right. it's a soft little clickety clack. Classy. Classy, Classy. kind of delicate, you know, um, the, the perfect haircut and everything. But what's really bold about her are her words and, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, what, what she has to say and her decisions. And she doesn't just talk to talk. She says what she needs to say. She's very strategic with yeah. her words. She is a um, classy shark. A classy a shark. Classy That's a good description. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Who's your POI? Pete? Um, I'm going to go with Hector. I, that's I, who yeah. I was going to go with. Let me hear what you have to say about that, because that's who I was going to originally go with. I think at the end of the day, he's going to be the MVP of this thing, using his resources. And I think with okay. him, him on the criminal mind side and Bosch on the law enforcement side, and then Chandler with the mind, it, I don't see them getting beat by anybody. I mean, they could they could be guilty and still win the case. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh, Time, yeah, out. Like Time out. Time okay. out. Time out. I need a second person of interest. Can I have, oh, can I have a oh boy! Of course. My second person of interest is Maddie's boyfriend at college because I wonder <laughs> how he is going to deal with the broken heart that shall ensue when she returns from college to tell her, tell him about her escapades. All right, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, okay, that, that's fine, but you kind of broke the rules because he's not physically in the episode. Excuse There's... me, he is mentioned. That's he, in the episode. He's mentioned. What's yeah, we don't see him. Okay. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. What he does is, he look like? He is my person of interest. How okay? old is he? <laughs> okay. I, I hope you feel better getting that out. 
All right. Evidence locker. What do we find out? I have a handkerchief. DNA uh, evidence. New system. Yep. Mm -hmm. New technology. Some touch skin cells. We found out about Rita. We found out Borders has a wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pierce finds uh, that guy in the video with a gun. You know, he's tying the van, the driver of the van, to that. Um, uh, uh, we find out that Maddie has a boyfriend. I call. <laughs> oh, and that he's not her husband. <laughs> right. And, yeah. A man has no name. <laughs> no name. Um, anything else that's that uh, that I've forgotten? Uh, the only thing I'm gonna throw in there too, it's not really like evidence, I guess, but we learned that Pierce's new partner is capable, is smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, in some way, shape, or form, could be pivotal to how things end up. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see more. She's uh she's got style, spunk, personality. All right, time to move into our tip line. I like to pretend that I'm like Mankowitz getting phone calls. You know, <laughs> I kind of picture that in my mind. I know that's. Not really what's happening, but um, but we do have some feedback. So let's queue up from our friend Sharon. What did Sharon have to say? Uh, I mean, we know Sharon's still sore about the MERS, so won't be surprised if that comes up. Okay. She says, naturally, another great episode. I love that because Truth. you expect it, right? And it right. just happens. Right. Naturally, another great episode. Something that really stood out to me was how much silence there was as the different characters contemplated all that they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, favorite moments, the look on she who must not be named face. <laughs> she can't, she cannot bring herself to, uh, to talk about our dear Lieutenant who's dealing with so much Jay, so much. Um, mm -hmm. The look on her face when Beryl and she were having breakfast and she realized Beryl thought they were discussing Crate's career coming to an end. And then Chandler refereeing Bosch and Hector in her office. Um, I really hope Hector is here to stay. Mm. Creepiest moment um, when Bosch and Maddie discussed the Borders case just after they have been discussing her adventures with Tom. It felt a bit like a foreshadowing kind of moment and definitely concerned me quite a bit. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I wish I, I thought I of that. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't all be sharing. Right. But, uh, yeah. No, that's an interesting uh, little connection or possibility. Um, yeah. When she talks about uh, the, the look on lieutenant billet's face when um beryl thought they were discussing crate's career coming to an end <laughs> right i i don't think beryl thought they were talking about crate i think beryl was just manipulating that conversation mm -hmm. and yeah yeah yeah. But, um, yeah but either way the look on her face was fantastic so thank you sharon good good points all right, uh, yep. Jay, do you have sister teachers? Yep, I got sister teacher. Love hers as well. These two, they're just so good at putting stuff out there, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love that they do that. Uh, she said, uh, good evening. Uh, Honey and Harry working together is great. 
Harry listens to her. Uh, despite them being the same, they're both professionals and know how to work together. Uh, this case is really something, and Harry wants to ensure there is no tarnish to his name behind what has happened in the past. And and I agree, it is fun to watch them working together. I mean, we mentioned a couple of times how Harry's listening to her and stuff, and uh, they are both professionals and handling it both well so far, you know knock on wood uh she said jerry seems to be doing the investigative work such as watching the doctor and speaking to the woman at the airport um on another note jerry has something going on in his own with his ci and was visibly upset when he heard the news about him we talked about that that really was a uh tough scene and it is kind of interesting too in this episode we do see jerry doing a lot of that background in- investigative work like he's mm-hmm. he's yeah. doing quite a bit um, Detective Pierce's partner started And it seems like she was sought out by Lieutenant Billets Yep, I get the same uh, Funny how Pierce attempted to really treat her like a newbie But she was hip to the game and flipped it back on him Yeah, that was not cool That was not cool uh, That was not was funny, cool. Sister Teacher It's not funny, it's mean it's It mean. is funny, and I agree with Sister Teacher uh, Me too can you can you well you're both muted all right so the rest of the show is just me everyone uh and then uh finally uh she said uh the meeting with the dea agent was interesting he downplayed everything um but he's unaware of their work time will show him and i like that last comment time will show him because he was he was like i'm out of here you know that little swagger that we saw he was like yeah (laughs) you guys are uh Two little peas in a pod that I've got nothing to do with. I'm out of here. Um, so, no, but I think she's right. Time will show him because. Uh, he doesn't know Harry. We know uh, Harry. Right. So right. there's more to the story, right. Charlie. And, All right. And can yeah. I say one more thing about Sister Teacher real quick? Uh, ah, please. Um, I've been seeing her around on Twitter, Twitter now for like two years or whatever. And she's been sending in these emails. And she's always got like little, I don't know quips or right bird or little sayings or whatever but she ends her email with smile it makes a difference and mm-hmm. uh i agree with that and i appreciate that and i wish more people uh took heed of those sorts of things because kindness smiling you know there's a lot going on in this ugly world around us mm-hmm. smiling does make a difference so thank it you does. for that assistant teacher good reminder for sure all right we also heard from vance extra on reddit this episode packs some legal punches as Honey Chandler dismisses Bosch from one scene so she can talk to the DA and the scene between Bosch and attorney Lance Cronin at the courthouse where Bosch essentially threatens Cronin with, if you're in on it, you're going down too. It was awesome. Very enjoyable to watch. I think that idea of um, Honey Chandler dismissing Bosch and talking down Hector and stuff has really made an impact on people. Yeah. Everyone seems to like that, yeah. you know. She just, yeah, she can pull the punches. So, and they listen to her. It's great. So, all right. Well, interesting thoughts. Appreciate the feedback on the tip line. Now, before we get into our interview with Ingrid Rogers, who plays Latanya, Pete, you're up with trivia. Oh, oh yeah. All right, question number one. What is Maddie's boyfriend's name and how tall is he when his birthday back at college? Uh, he used to be 6'3 until she cut him down to 5'2. His heart is now in 18 pieces. Um, he no longer has a name because he identifies as Hurt, and that's the correct answer. All right, but seriously, I have some special trivia once again. Our CI, Sharon, 
has submitted a couple <laughs> of questions just right. for you guys. <clears throat> so question number one. When Barrel and she who must not be named are having breakfast. I love that she does he, that. Is he having waffles or pancakes? Oh, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Pancakes. One, you know, I, was mad he, he, I was mad he didn't eat them. I'm like, how's he got those big fluffy pancakes right in front of him and he didn't even eat them? I think Jay's right. He is right. Absolutely. All right. This question is for Tracy. Okay. When Latanya and Jay Edgar meet, who has the glass and who has the bottle? Latanya takes the glass and Jay Edgar keeps the bottle. No, I'm, no, 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 no. The glass bottle. That's what I meant. No, no. <laughs> That's what she meant. No, I, no, I, I got you, Tracy. I know what you meant to say. <laughs> Latanya takes the bottle, which is made of glass, and he keeps the, I think it's a plastic cup. Even though he oh. calls it glass or okay, what does he say, now. cup or bottle, or does he say glass or bottle? I think he says glass or bottle, but now All I gotta right. go back and listen. He keeps the drinking receptacle, she takes the bottle. <laughs> okay, now it's time for Officer Pete's famous trivia questions. The first yes. one. Okay. Okay, when Barrel is talking to Billets and he's telling a story, what bridge did Marira's throw the shoes off of? Causing the case to go back to square one. Golden Gate. Yeah. That's a good answer. Congratulations, Tracy. You have officially beat Jay in the trivia game. But I have a bonus question. I don't think anybody <laughs> will. I don't what? think you guys are going to get. I got a bonus question. A super what? hard question. All right. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Super hard question. Yeah. Okay. In the same scene, when Billets is having breakfast with Barrel, the waitress walks past. Um, a bunch of plates for French toast and pancakes for another customer. Yes. How many blueberries combined are on those plates? 27. Oh, I counted. I paused it and I counted 27. 18. 27. I, I didn't really have an answer. I didn't, I didn't pause and count. <laughs> Did you really pause and count? Yes. Right? Yes, because I noticed that there were two plates with the French toast. And I'm like, somebody's going to ask about that damn French toast and the blueberries. In it. <laughs> Are you serious, Jay? Yes, I knew it. I knew it. I don't even understand, okay? You do not even understand. And, it, and it's oh, funny because, because the, the one question that I had came from that scene, too. Like, I don't know why that scene was so important where all these questions were coming from. Is that correct? I can't believe he counted the berries. Okay. Yeah. What was the name of the restaurant? It was you saw it. It was in the scene. I don't know that one actually. I don't know Pete? that one. Um, I'm counting berries right now. Hold <laughs> 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 on. Swingers. Twenty-seven. Was swingers? Uh huh. Yeah, and apparently it's been used before in the show. So breakfast at Swingers. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's Thanks. enough trivia yep. to do us yep. in for tonight. We're going to leave off with our interview with Ingrid. Any last thoughts, guys? Just another good episode, man. Looking forward yeah, to more. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think Jay stole the win in the trivia with that blueberry answer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, that was a tough question. Uh, carry on with, with, with hashtag Mersgate and hashtag Maddiegate now. Yeah, yes. So yep. let us know where you weigh in on those. Keep it going. All right. Until next week. Bye, guys. See ya! I'm Tracy Phillips of the Everybody Counts podcast. 
and uh, dedicated to all things Bosch. So you are an integral mm-hmm. part of that, and just really excited that you could join me for some some questions. Thank you. I'm so happy to be able to talk to you about it. So let's just jump right in. Um, okay. Latanya made a hard decision last season regarding the future of her relationship with Jerry, or Jay, as she calls him. Would it be fair to say that Latanya is more realist and Jerry is more of an optimist when it comes to their relationship? Or was it more of her sacrificing her own desires to allow Jerry to continue in a job that he loves? Or maybe there's just still trust issues. Do you think any of that applies? Yeah, I think in some ways a little bit of all of that applies. Um, (laughs) From my point of view and in talking with the writers about Mm -hmm. it, it was that – you know, not only was there were there trust issues from their their past history and Jerry's mm-hmm. infidelity, right. but um, it was also an opportunity for Latanya to to start to explore like what does she really want within the relationship okay. and could she uh, could she rebuild something with Jerry or not? Could they together rebuild something or did she need to go off and sort of you know, had she grown in a different way from where their relationship was? Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of uh, season four, yes, she definitely sets a hard line as mm-hmm. to what she will and won't tolerate. Yeah. But I think then, um, look, at the heart of this relationship and what I love about it and love playing so much is that mm-hmm. there's so much love between them. Yes, that they yes. Re- they have children together and they really do. They came up together and they have a genuine love for each other. So Definitely. we'll see where that that okay. takes us. where that goes. Yeah. Well, what would you say to all the fans who really want them together as a couple, um, romantically and <laughs> co-parenting and stuff? Would you kind of say maybe they're missing the point of what they really already do have together? Or how would you respond? Well, that's a great question. And you know what? I think that's what, like, to me as an audience member, that's Mm -hmm. what I keeps me engaged. Like, not only on Bosch, but like in Mm -hmm. any in any series, in any novel, in any story, is that you want them to get back together. Uh-huh. But they may not in the timeline that you want them to get back together. And so you keep rooting for them to get back yeah. together and you enjoy right. their chemistry. That's um, a really good point. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, the writers are, again, wonderful in how they um, they are able to navigate that and build that between the characters and to keep the mm-hmm. audience wanting more. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Very effective, for sure. <laughs> That's well, right. Very yeah. effective. What is it like working with the boys who play Jack and Joe? We're, we're kind of seeing them grow up before our eyes. Do you have any fun stories about working with the kids on set? Or... Well, they are just um, so professional. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much, honestly, just watching them because there's such an ease that 
many child actors have, you know, there's this mm-hmm. natural ability. They'll be like joking around and being goofy and then uh-huh. they'll just pop into what they need to do. And they do it with just, as I said, such an ease and a, a natural ability that it's really um, refreshing to watch that. And a reminder for me, you know, who's been doing this for a long time, just like chill with it, have fun, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes they get a little bit like, a little too goofy and they have to be <laughs> reeled in just a little bit, but, um, mm-hmm. but they are awesome and incredibly talented and having such thriving careers at such a young, at such a young age. So, yeah, yeah. it's very impressive. Well, t- tell us the truth. Does Jamie ever get a little too goofy on set? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is, she's such a, solid guy um yeah. and like is goofy the right description for him i don't know like at least not with me on set i don't know how it is like with the guys like with the cops mm-hmm. it could okay. be a different dynamic mm-hmm. but i think with us he's just like such a solid caring like he really cares okay. and he mm-hmm. really um is interested in you and your life, what's going on. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, he's a really, you know, just stand up guy. And is always the first feeling, you know, like he really wants to, he'll be in conversation with the producer, whoever's on set, the writer, just really making sure that he and we are getting all the different um, elements and dimensions that, that are there to be had so yeah mm-hmm. he's but he he's fun i don't know that he would i would say goofy at least sure. yeah me, so okay okay yeah now latonya's mm-hmm. house do you all film exteriors or do you film interiors as well or is that in studio yeah it's all it's all done on location all wow, of our scenes okay. are done at a at a house we both mm-hmm. have homes and right. they it's been done on location and I think it's okay to say that in season five we do some stuff in the neighborhood same general neighborhood as where our homes are but it's yeah more off uh off-site meaning off not in our home but in okay in the community so yeah that that was really yeah and that was really um fun for me um because a lot of the, and I think for Jamie too, because a lot of these areas, I really, even though I've lived in Los Angeles for so long, I hadn't really explored, you know, okay. areas of the Mert Park. And they were these really, um, really cool, artistic, um, many of them are predominantly Black-owned neighborhoods and mm-hmm. awesome book bookstores and um, art things like that, that I was like, wow, I really, I keep wanting to go back just on my own time and have some time to just look around okay. and, and check things out more. And I think for Jamie, because, you know, Jamie's from New York, so mm-hmm. he was like, whoa, these are just really, that's that's the amazing thing about Los Angeles. There are so many wonderful communities and pockets that, you know, you go okay. your day-to-day life, you just don't get the opportunity to, to check them out. Right. So Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we talked to Jamie last season. Uh, we'll be catching up with him uh-huh. again. But one of our uh, cool. kind of silly questions for him was what his favorite fashion item is for him personally because, you know, Jerry's always dressing to the nines. And he told us yeah. that he really appreciates, Jamie really appreciates, a nice pair of sneakers and a clean, fresh pair of socks. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's uh, great. What is your go-to fashion favorite? Do you have a comfort item or something wow. that you really enjoy? You know what I really enjoy? So me personally, right, Ingrid? Yes. I'm not talking uh-huh. looks yes, right? <laughs> yes. I really love hats. And uh-huh. I I don't own a tremendous amount of them, but I have a few, i got to say, really cool hats. And to oh, me, nice. you can I I can put on a pair of sneakers, a pair of jeans, and a t-shirt. I mm-hmm. throw on a hat, and it just mm-hmm. like pulls everything together. Yeah. And funny enough, I um my very first job ever was on a soap opera. All my children, like way back in the day, oh, and nice. I remember um one of the actors that played my dad. He was like trying to come up with like a signature item. This is for your character, for my character at the time. And okay. it was hats. And that sort of just, I was like, I really dig this. And that sort of carried over into my real life. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So That's hats. very cool. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. Well, I Thank also you. want to ask about your dog, Pia. You have the gosh darn cute <gasps> picture of her on Instagram. <laughs> and I, yeah. I have to know her breed and more about her. Oh my gosh, yes. Pia, okay, this is an awesome story. Pia is a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. She is hypoallergenic. She is one of the friendliest, lovable dogs. I mean, she is needy as anything because she's nonstop <laughs> wants your attention, as I know a lot of dogs do, but I feel like I've had other dogs and she is like over the top. But she loves, she loves children. Like we will okay. pass a, a, a baby, a baby stroller uh-huh. and she just wants to, I don't know what it is about baby strollers, <laughs> but she has such an affinity for them and she'll yeah. want to stop and like play and usually, you know, people are really tentative with dogs around their babies so I have to assure them that she is she's very friendly and we I had a Yorkshire Terrier um Uh for 17 years and my Yorkie died and like two weeks later my cousin who didn't know that my Yorkie died said hey we have two of these soft-coated Wheaton Terriers and we just Uh can't keep both of them in our apartment would you guys be willing to take Pia? And I was like, you know, I'm still sort of grieving or mourning the loss of my Yorkie. Um, But my husband was like, well, let's just, let's just check her out. And of course she came here and we were all just (laughs) freaking in love with her from the first Mm -hmm. time we met her. So yeah, she's a doll. She's a really, she's so cute. Yeah. How old is she? Super cute. She is going to be, I always forget, I think she's going to be seven this this month. Okay. She's going to be seven. Okay. Our birthdays are like a couple of days apart. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, 
Um, that's awesome. I We usually finish up our interviews with just sort of a silly game. If there's no right or wrong answer, we just give you a couple okay. of crazy scenarios, and then you, you uh-huh. pick between two people. So for you, we're going to have you pick between Jamie or Titus. Um, Ooh, so I'll give you, I'll give okay. you the scenario, and that's your, those are your only choices. Even if the, neither one applies, you have to pick one of them. So <laughs> first up. Uh, you have to choose one of these guys to pick out your outfit mm-hmm. for a formal charity gala. Oh, that's easy. That's a no-brainer. Jamie. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, he's a fashion guy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would. I don't obviously don't know him, but I would. I would go that route just based on uh, just some of the things he's posted and stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah. which one would would be a better dog sitter for Pia? Ooh, I think Titus. Okay. I don't know Titus super well, but mm-hmm. I feel like I could totally be making this, but I feel like he, <laughs> there's an outdoorsy quality to him, and I, okay. I'm going to have to find out for sure if he has pets or not, but I'm going to go okay. Titus. I feel like okay. Jamie, you know, growing up and living in Brooklyn, uh-huh. that pets are probably not his thing. Not his biggest thing. Okay, okay. That, that, yeah. sounds, that sounds like a good idea. Um, okay, you're signed up to bring a bunt cake for a bake sale, and you're down with the flu. Which one would you choose to make the cake for you? Jamie or Titus? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jeez, uh, this is a tough one. I don't okay. have a definitive, like a snap response. Let me go. Right. Um. I'm going Tida. That's my snap okay. response. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't have a reasoning for it. I'm just going Tida. All right. Okay. Just, just in your gut, you feel like he's, he's the one. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, this was a lot of fun, and I, I really appreciate all the insights you shared, and I know the listeners will enjoy hearing what you have to say. Well, all right. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. You too. Have a thank good you. one. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.